another week in the Black Box Studios. Coming at you live, this is Click. This week we're talking about black love and sexuality with a little dash of relationships. My name is Bree, and I have the honor and privilege of being a black woman, so that's where I'll be coming from today. Hey guys, my name is Njiri, but you can call me Gigi. I am a black woman as well. <clears throat> what is up, you guys? Uh, my name is Jacob, um, and I'm a straight white dude. Hey, y'all. Um, I'm Sellers, and I am a white female. Period. Period. <laughs> hey, I'm Rietta, and I am a white straight female. <laughs> hey, pass me the remote. So, for pass me the remote, um, today we're going to be focusing on uh, certain episodes that... Um, of different sitcoms that we've watched that deal with um, the idea of love, of gender roles, of relationships, of sexuality, and we're going to try to comment on all of those as best we can. Um, so what were some episodes that stood out to you guys? Um, I guess one episode specifically about Theo's career. Um, Cliff was asking him about money, and he was um, asking him, how are you going to spend this money on your girlfriend? And he assumed that... Theo was heterosexual where you never know. There's a lot of, I think, uh, National Coming Out Day was just the other day. So uh, just to assume that about a black male uh, during that time just rejects all options of other sexualities, making sure that, you know, Cliff Hustable was like, you will be with a woman or knowing that you will be. So that kind of stood out to me. Yeah, and we were also just talking about the episode Cliff in Love uh, from the Cosby Show. Um, and, yeah, Rietta, you were talking about that one, right? Yeah, um, you know, Cliff doesn't particularly approve of Elvin because Elvin has a traditional old-school sense of what marriage should be, and he thinks that the wife should be in the kitchen and the wife should be staying at home and taking care of the kids, and whenever Sandra wants to do anything that doesn't fit into that box, Elvin gets frustrated with her and... There's a point in Cliff and Love where they break up again, and um, Cliff is super excited about this other guy that Sandra's friends think she would go well with, and he meets him, and this guy turns out to like um, kind of fit the stereotypical like expectation for a son-in-law, which is like he's going to be a doctor, he's got his ish together, and um, he just doesn't expect his wife to be in the kitchen and. He's perfectly capable of cooking his own meals, and she can come home from work and eat dinner with him, and etc. And we were just talking about how, like, love, the expectation in general, are moving away from that stereotype. Yeah. So, what are some of the common, um, sort of the common representations of, or like expectations of love and sexuality that we get in some of these episodes? Um, one thing is that love is just heterosexual. Uh, sexuality orientation is just heterosexual. There's no room or no implication of like someone could be bi or demi or pansexual or asexual. None of those terms, none of those things are even explored. Even though during that time, especially in New York, things of, you know, more like uh, for me, I think about ballroom dancing and different things where a lot more people that culture was being explored a lot more so it's just weird especially in New York so it's just weird how like nowhere in the 
um, at least for these episodes that we watched, sexuality was never brought up when that was just a large part of the LGBT time um, that I know, but yeah. One of the episodes that really stood out to me was the episode of A Different World called No Means No, and I think that's in season two, and that was one of the first episodes that we watched to really um, have a commentary on like hyper-masculinity um, and how that you know, encourages rape culture because a lot of the episodes that we watched prior sort of portray that hyper-masculine character as being normal, being as like what men should strive to be. Um, and so I think that's also like a common occurrence in, you know, <coughs> these media portrayals at the time of how men should act. And that's one of the things that stood out to me just from a guy's perspective. Okay, so real talk though. This is on second thought. This is actually Second real talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually. It was so, so like you're so ready. So I'm so ready. So happy. <laughs> that would be funny. All right. So, um, so now uh, we'd like to get into some of the more nitty gritty and talk about um, some of the themes that were touched on in these episodes that we watched, and we were kind of talking about these in our pre-show discussions. Um, so one of the first questions that I jotted down that was brought up in the episodes of A Different World is, uh, can men and women just be friends? And what are some of the issues that go along with that conversation? So, as a woman, addressed to any of y'all, um, <laughs> what, what do you guys think? I had a friend tell me the other day that the natural path of progression for a, a male-female friendship was a relationship. Like, the natural end goal or end game progression, like, pinnacle of a male-female friendship was a relationship. And I just need somebody to tell me if you think that's true. Because I was kind of shook when she said it. I was like, oh, I, I don't know. The thing is... Assuming that it's going to head toward, toward a relationship is assuming sexuality. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. another problem because people assume, you know, like, oh, I'm a female, you're a male, like, you're obviously going to be attracted to me. Like, <laughs> so, you know, like, some of these women are like, oh, yeah, like, th there's no question. Like, it's just, I don't think that's a healthy outlook. And it's also going to lead to just awkward situations and hurt feelings. It just ignores... It literally just ignores sexuality. Like, that means I could just be with Brie, and it's like, the natural thing for me and Brie to do <laughs> is just, you know, be together. But that's that's not a real thing. Be it's just not Yeah, I true. asked her, I was like, so, if that's true, everybody that you're friends with is attracted to you? Which is Because I don't think that's <laughs> the truth. Like, I just feel like that's a little bit... That's how you, like, get hurt. That's how your feelings get hurt, for real, for real. When you start to assume that everybody that you're friends with is attracted to you. That would be awkward. Could you imagine that? Like, if everybody that you were friends with was attracted to you, like, physically. That... Yeah. <laughs> and when you think about, like, just friends, like, if you just have a girl-guy friendship, like, you, sh you don't think about being attracted to them at all or them being attracted to you. At least for me. Like, all of my girl-guy friendships, I would never dream of doing anything sexual with any of them just because it's strictly, like, 
a friendship for me. I mean, it's possible for it to progress that way. But, but it's not like the end goal. No, and you I never mean, have that in mind, sure. right? And I think it's it's only when other people start saying it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I yeah, might hang out with a guy a lot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, now it's weird. It's like, you <laughs> now I feel like I can't yeah. hang out with you. You can't. Hard. I think people have assumed that our parts throb for each other. When Just we're, because we're around. Because we're, we're around each other, so my parts throb for you. That's what they do. Yeah. Because you're a guy and I'm a girl. I know that. That's so bad. But no, for real. People assume like sexual attraction because a guy and a girl are friends. Like That doesn't mean anything. So I really don't think – I really don't think that girls and guys – have to be working towards a relationship to be friends at all. Like, you can just be friends. And there's going to be some people who disagree with that, and I would love to hear their input. Drop it. But, yeah. No, so, it's not a thing. What do you think, like, the responsibilities of men in that situation are? Because I'll say, like, from a guy's perspective, um, <clears throat> like, I think a lot of times guys see a male and female relationship, they, they never, like, shut the door off to being in a relationship just like from what I know about guys you know it's always there's always that possibility um what do you guys like respond to that from being in a relationship <laughs> or from having sex because those are two different yeah, things yeah because like because like, like I know <laughs> I don't want to general I do not want to generalize men at all I really yeah. do not want to generalize men but I have friends who are guys who probably re- regardless of attraction or not wouldn't shut down the idea the, the idea of sex yep. mainly just because that's we're all 21 22 years old and that's all that we're wired for yeah. right <laughs> um but but definitely would shut down the idea of like committed long term yeah. relationship that would not, you know kind of like a hit it and quit it mindset you know i don't want to put it minimize it to Especially that if you're already friends you're like, it's why not? Friendship after um, that. But it's just so funny that you say, like, what is a man's res- man's responsibility? Because just like another person, <laughs> like a woman, you got to be like, what if she doesn't want that well, from you? Well, the reason I asked that was, like, basically, was, it stemmed from the episode of A Different World where <clears throat> Dwayne as, um, what was her name? Freddie. Freddie's, uh, Freddy, yeah, yeah. As Freddie's friend, um, you know, is it, you know, as in a situation like that, you know, would, is it better, you know, for a guy to, you know, be, because in the episode, you know, Dwayne looks out for Freddie and, like, tells her, hey, you shouldn't date this guy, he's a creep, blah, blah, and, like, follows them um, to go to the hill that he takes her to to make out at and, like, attempts to rape her, and luckily Dwayne's there and he comes in and saves the day and jumps through the sunroof. sunroof. So I'm like, at what point, you know, like, what is, I guess, you know, what is the expectations in that relationship? Is that weird for Dwayne to have followed her? I don't think so. That? I don't think, I don't think the expectation you're talking about is just an expectation that should be con- that ascribed to men. Mm-hmm. Because if I know, I have many a time stopped a guy friend of mine from dating a crazy girl mm-hmm. and been like, listen, like, you don't want, exactly, because we know, like, you, like, he's, he was a guy in that situation, he knew, he knew what that guy was about, he knew what he was talking about in locker rooms, I hate that wording, but, yeah, he knew what he was talking about in locker rooms and in private male-only settings, so I think as a friend, your responsibility is always just to take care of your friend, right? And make sure that they don't get a partner, whether man or woman, that is crazy, right? Like, yeah. I 
as a woman, I always tell somebody, like, where I'm going. So that, like, I called her one time. I was being crazy, walking on the street at night. But I called her. I called Bree, and I was like, I'm walking on the street at night. And it was her responsibility at that time as a friend. Like, you know, if the camera went left, she would call the cops. Yeah. You know? So I think it's it's good that Dwayne did that. And it you want those types of relationships, especially with your friends. Yeah. And just, like, from this conversation, I guess those are just general principles of friendship that doesn't yeah. really... Apply to gender yeah. or sexuality yeah. at all. Yeah. You know. yeah. I have a friend who... Um, he identifies as gay, and I have many a time stopped him from talking to a crazy guy because I've been like, he is problematic. Really off of it. He really <laughs> a couple chicken nuggets short of a happy meal. So we need to to gather ourselves and come back. <laughs> Love that. I've never heard that. Before. Yeah, neither have I. I speak in chicken nugget analogies. It's okay. Garth. Oh yeah, Garth. In the um, a different world episode. After the incident where Dwayne jumps through the sunroof, he goes, Garth goes to his baseball coach and is, you know, saying, like, she's such a tease, she wouldn't do this, she wouldn't do that, I mean, I can't believe her, and the baseball coach is like, are you kidding me, like, this is really, like, this is not something that, like, is okay, like, why are you saying you're, like, trying to let her off the hook when, like, you're trying to force her to do something she doesn't want to do? He did not see it as problematic at all, which I think, like, the whole episode, that was kind of what was trying to be. That's, I think that it's clearly for black sexuality. Sometimes with black women, we're over-sexualized, uh, larger butts and bigger boobs or whatever the case might be. So when we dress like that or show our boobs or dress a certain way, video vixen, whatever you want to call it, people assume that we want something from them. Um, yeah, and that definitely goes back to... Um, times when there were um, when large amounts of the African-American population were enslaved, where you have, and you see it all throughout movies, um, like Django and 12 Years a Slave, and any movie that has a, a slave scene in it where you see um, white slave owners um, like fetishizing the black slave women. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I just... It, it, it's so bothersome because it is as if they have fetishized so much the black woman's body and then cared nothing about her humanity at all because you rape the women and have sex with them and then make them bear children that then face extreme scrutiny from slave owners' wives and all of that kind of stuff and then continuously place these women back into fields to do this backbreaking ridiculous labor for no money um and that carries over so we then you get that jezebel stereotype um and the idea all of those things um if you guys don't know but high and tight venus they stole her because her her buttocks was so large and they made her a freak show white people um how do you steal a person you know it's it's the body they took the body and forgot about the woman and made her into a circus animal um, because of her, you know, just because of how she looked. And that that literally translates to now and how black women are seen. And if we dress a certain way, if we, even if, like how he was saying, she's a tease. Is it is a tease because I liked you or because I kissed you? or yeah, I can do all those things and not still want to be with 
Yeah. She really wasn't even teased, though. Like, that's the thing. That's what's yeah. so crazy about it. Like, she never insinuated that she wanted anything from him. Yeah. But, like, that but, was his excuse. But, like, what even is a tease? Exactly. Like, if yeah. we're on a date and I, like, lean over and, like, kiss you on the cheek, like... A kiss on the cheek is not sex. an invitation yeah. to sex. Yeah. If I wear a nice if I wear a nice tube top because it makes my boobs look good, that is not an invitation to sex for you. Like yeah. what even is a tease? Like I don't that really bothers me, I mean, but yeah. A lot of like again not to generalize men, but there are men who feel like if they pay for a nice dinner for you. They say that. Then an exchange needs to happen. You know, an exchange. Yeah, you you know, my presence is the exchange. Like, I don't, I don't understand why. (laughs) Currency now now equals pussy and vagina. Like, that doesn't do that. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) It's not a thing. It goes into hyper-masculinity because they're so butthurt, like, you know, in the episode, like, he's so butthurt over the fact that she won't have sex with him, that he can't even fathom the, the fact that he's pushing rape or has raped her essentially or would have raped her um it's just yeah i just don't understand in what world we have equated you buying me food with me exchanging sex for that because i will pay for my own dinner if that's what you want to do like if that's what you think this is i will buy my own steak or i will just stay at home eat some cereal don't even talk to me like Find someone not else. conversation in exchange yeah. for not like love or anything. Just yes. just food. Wanna hear more of Click? Wanna get to know who's podcasting this week? Visit us on Instagram at Click Black Box Studios. That's C-L-I-K Black Box Studios. Again, C-L-I-K Black Box Studios. Hope to see you soon. On second thought. What is up, you guys? We are back from our break. Um, <laughs> Love that intro. What is up, guys? <laughs> keep that in. Please keep that in. What is up, you guys? We are back from the break here uh, with um, on second thought. Love real quick. Yeah. There we go. Okay, that's what I was getting to. That's what I was getting to. So, sorry. So, so yeah. What is love about sacrificing? First of all. What is love? (laughs) Love 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 Love
I'm so, so sorry. Sellers, go ahead. I don't think it's about sacrifices. I think that it, they're within love as a topic, there can be sacrifices from One of our classmates said something, and it was so good. No, No, it was Jemiah. It was Kevin really does say profound (laughs) stuff. Shout out to you, Kevin. We love you. Um, Jemiah said, "Love is a choice in the presence of Of other other choices," choices. and I was just like, (laughs) "I don't even really know what that means for real, for real." But yeah, I feel like it meant you choose to love every day. Um, You choose to love like you don't have to. when you decide to take out time for someone, you're like, okay, you deserve this time, and I'm choosing to give you this time. Um, and I don't know if, if I think taking out time is sacrificial in the same way that I think of, like, sac- I think people think of sacrifice in such a negative way yeah. um, instead of sacrifice as just a sacrifice. Like, we talked talked about time as a luxury, but just taking a time that you could be doing something else because you always could be doing something else to do to practice love. Yeah. yeah. And I think like yeah, sacrifice is in there like you said and like I think each party has to be giving equal sacrifice, but it has to be beneficial to each other. And party. it can't be harmful to the body and I think that's what this yeah. conversation is about, right? Mm-hmm. My yeah. sacrifice shouldn't be something that is harmful to me. Yes. I don't think that is um good love or love like that like when any not physical emotional abuse things like that that shouldn't my emotional side or the things that i like or love shouldn't be a sacrifice that i have to give up in order for us to do this exchange exactly it has to be beneficial sacrifice to the point uh, sacrifice to the point where there's detriment yeah like when things become detrimental like you know, I start having like psycho emotional problems or bruises on bruises my body. and things. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that's love. But there could be people who disagree. Yeah, and I mean that's that's something that the um, the Whitney says in the Whit Whitley. Whitley. She hates her character hates being she called Whitney. Sorry, <laughs> um, but uh, Whitley. She says, I I don't remember. I just jotted this down quickly, but. Okay, you can read it. You go ahead, Sellers. <laughs> well, she, Gina's like, I can change him. Like, it's my fault. I'm self-centered. I talk too much. And Whitley's like, look, like, I would rather sacrifice my relationship than my body or my spirit. Like, mm-hmm. your relationship is not worth all the bruises on your body. I mean, you're not going to change him. You're never going to change him. It doesn't matter how many times he tells you, like, how much he loves you. It'll never happen again. It always happens again. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I know, remember when we were in class, we were talking about um, how black women can never be one thing. Like, they never get a chance to be all things. Like, the fact that her initial, even for women, their initial is like, it's my fault, mm-hmm. I need to do this. And the policing of your body where if I do these things correctly, I won't get hurt anymore or he'll love me more. Speaks a lot to, like, black love and how certain topics like abuse aren't really spoken about in the black community that much like some people might even say hey don't even worry about that he's not going to do it anymore or even when some mother's daughters get abused by their boyfriend it's like you're just trying to steal my man that that conversation gets very clouded for me when i when i see it in the black community at times so um it's just weird that like that's what you have to do like that was her first instinct yeah and yeah it's weird that it's sad that there's been a like 
as society, you know, we've cultivated a society where, you know, black or white, you know, um, like in Gina's case, you know, where she's led to feel that even though she's being abused and, you know, stuff, she still has some responsibility to protect him. And I think, I don't know, you know, that, that says something about the society that we have where it's common for women in her situation to feel the same way, which, you know, it's hard to reconcile with as a man, you know, how, what is the fundamental problem there? Do you guys think, like, I know for me, one big question someone posed to me one time was, like, are, is black sexuality and, like, white sexuality different and how are they seen differently um, mm. in media? And what's more accepted? Yeah. And how has it in historically, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this, you all can weigh in, but I think the general stereotype <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that, like, like, people, like, assuming somebody is straight is way more on the scale of, like, black sexuality. Like, I feel like people, like, the issue of, like, assuming heteronormativity is, like, way more on, like, black people rather than white people. Because I feel like um, people just, I don't know. Like, I I guess because, like, the hyper-masculinity side of, like, assuming the super predator with black men, etc. Like, it's just assuming that they're straight versus, like, there's, like, people seem more fluid on assuming that that's all fine. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if I do, but can you, you think you could explain it again? <laughs> yeah, I didn't explain it very well because I was, like, thinking through the process. Yeah. I, um, think, I think what she's saying is, like, when particularly black men accused of certain things, their sexuality is already assumed. And for black men, like, no matter what it is, like, that eight-year-old child, his sexuality was always assumed that he likes women. So, of course, he sexually assaulted her, whereas in in the white community is different. I don't know. Like, media poses the assumption much more strongly that black men are straight and there's no other option, I think, versus, like, like it's just because of the... representation within white sexuality of non-heteronormative relationships in general. Yeah. I get get what you're saying. Yeah. It's hard to put into words, but I'm just, like, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. Like, it's a huge Mm -hmm. issue that, like, they assume that black men are, like, definitely straight. Um, By Did you, since you brought up the video, did you want to explain that real quick if they even were? Um, so there's this video that just went viral of this eight-year-old boy brushing his book bag against a white woman's butt in a convenience store, and she immediately assumed that this eight-year-old child, black child, um, sexually assaulted her. She jumped. (laughs) He sexually assaulted me and was screaming, um, and then she was very vulgar in the video, like, pulsating her pelvic area at the little boy. And then also um, resulted in the angry black woman when the mom approached her and was like, my son didn't do this. Um, and uh, it wasn't until a video was released of what actually happened that everyone ended up believing, obviously, the black people. Um, so that was, uh, and she retracted her story, so we'll link that. Um, but it was just, uh, I saw on Twitter, someone was talking about how it's the same exact thing that happened with Emmett Till. And I, I feel like, 
three. Could you explain who Emmett Till is and why is it important to this concept of black sexuality? Yes. So Emmett Till um, was a young man. Um, he was from Chicago. Um, him and his mother lived in Chicago, and they had family in Mississippi. So 19, it's 1925. We're in Mississippi. He's 14 years old. Um, he was accused, and I want to point out here, not accused, like, formally in court at all, but accused, like, on the street um, by a white woman of offending her in her family's grocery store. Um, and so when you hear about it, it's essentially from what you gather from the story is that he supposedly like flirted with her, like said she was nice looking and like, um, but the claim that she said, what she said was that he whistled at her, which was offensive to her white body, um, as a black and and he was a black man, and it was 1955, and it was Mississippi, so, I mean, you could just go on and on and on with that. And he was down visiting his aunt, and so he went home, and this, the woman's husband, and I want to get their, I want to get their names right, because I want to call them, I want to call them their name. Um, the woman's name is Carolyn Bryant. She was 21. Um, her husband, um, and his, one of his friends got together and took Emmett from his aunt's house, um, beat him, tried to hang him, um, until he was completely unrecognizable. Um, they were tried in court, um, and then found not guilty in Mississippi. Um, and, and I think 2015, 2016, Carolyn Bryant came out and said, that she lied about what happened. Um, his mother, Mamie Till, Emmett's mom, um, did have a very, what has now become famous funeral, um, open casket where you can see pictures um, of Emmett's face just mangled um, with pieces of skin literally hanging off. Um, we could link those, but viewer discretion is advised mm -hmm. because they are... Um, extremely graphic, but she wanted to show the world what those two men had done to her son and what they had been let go for. Um, so I think in relation to black sexuality as a whole, to Rietta's point about black men being assumed to be heterosexual, I don't know if it's that, um, I don't know if it's just being assumed heterosexual as much as it is being assumed predatory. Yeah. Um, in whatever sense, whether it is, um, whether it is anything, anything, robbing, stealing, looking at me weird, it is an offense to yeah, my body. Yeah, it, it could be heterosexual or it could be a, a gay, trans issue, anything. I don't think it's black men being assumed heterosexual. I think it's just them being predatory. assumed predatory. And then people reacting based off of those things just because of the person being black. Yeah. Um, which is just wild, just kind of yeah. crazy um, to assume something about someone and you don't even know who they are. But you get afraid or scared because you see them. Especially, like, going back to the video, like, that, what is he, like, an eight-year-old boy? Yeah. Like, you're assuming he even... Like, grow place to 
to yeah. think sexually about you. Like, I, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Mm. But yeah. Sexuality, or I guess black sexuality, is just seen differently. More people see it, I, I would say, more animalistic if they had to portray it, rather than something that could just be love and... I love this person and want to care for them and show intimacy with yeah. them. It's more seen as a animalistic, like wild type love, jungle fever. Yeah, portrayal. even yeah. even with um, and I think animalistic is a is perfect. Like with the the whole jungle fever thing, I think black men as predatory when in the world we live in, when black men date white women, we get this whole jungle fever idea, and so this. I mean, the wording jungle fever is problematic in as much as it is calling black men and likening their existence to that of apes. So monkeys mm -hmm. who are animals and don't have the capabilities of human beings. So that's really problematic because men are men and not apes, even if you think we evolved from the, But that's a different story <laughs> for a different day. Um, so that's a problem. But, um, like... It, it black relationships in some instances are looked at as so dangerous. So I have a friend and there was no PDA in my high school, like none whatsoever, like no PDA. And I had two friends who are white, who are in a relationship, get caught kissing. Um, and it was a, Oh my God, like in school suspension. Like I can't believe you guys were kissing, but two friends also who were a heterosexual couple who were black, who like, Dang near got expelled because the re because the relationship was to a different extent and it's it's like the world is looking at them as like that they couldn't control their sexual desire for each other like like they're some type of animal who who can't be reined in like what like th that it just it blew my mind the complete double standard that there was mm -hmm. from whiteness to blackness in that case. Interesting. Let me on a lighter note, black love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, something that we haven't really talked about is black love and how it's defined and why people, I know some people that are like, black people should date black people and have sex with black people and only be with black people when it kind of just reduces them to a skin color rather than just love itself mm -hmm. and intimacy um, and then there's some people who are like I can date whoever I want to date and you have some black women that's like you don't want to be with me because of x y and z and some black men is like it's just a preference I just like white women <laughs> it's just a really kind of, it, it gets really heated um, when we talk about black love because people say like if you marry or within black people you're holding up the standard of like blackness and you're pro-black and all these other things but black people are not it's, it's just not a thing you yeah this is how i feel date everyone but also respect everyone just there you go yeah, yeah. easy as that date everyone anyone all the ones maybe not at the same time that I mean, that could pose a problem for as you. As long as everyone's down. I mean, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> look, if, if we're all, if we're if you're a consenting adults, really date everyone, anyone, all the ones. Consenting. At any point in time, um, but respect everyone. And don't at, butt into people's bedrooms. Like that's just not a yeah. thing. Yeah. It's it shouldn't. It's business. none of your yeah. business what goes on in someone's relationship Shut up in up. their bedroom in the most intimate space, unless you're there with them. 
But yeah. Yeah, I've, it's, it's so interesting to me. We don't really, uh, unless I've missed readings on the syllabus, like we, so we watch TV outside of class and then we come to class and discuss the episodes. So I don't want y'all to think we'd be in class just watching TV, mainly because we wouldn't have time for that. It's a 50 minute class. Um, but we, this section, the black love section is like weeks and weeks and weeks away from where we are currently in class. And so I don't know if between now and then we're going to get something else, but the lack of interracial relationships, Mm -hmm. um, in episodes, like, have we seen, have we seen one yet? No. No. Even with Kim, we even, we knew she was dating a white guy. We knew Kim was dating a white guy in a different world. But we didn't see him. Yeah, he's not. And I think, even for the time, if you think about what, the 80s, all those were like black power, 60s, 70s, 80s were like black power, so like, dating outside of the black community was like shunned. You can't do that. It breaks up the black family, which... Is just problematic and like reduces love to just skin color. Yeah. Like I can only love you because you are black, but you can also treat me terribly. But because we black, all right, it's down, and that's not a thing. But we haven't seen it in, I mean, at least in the episodes and the sitcoms that we've seen, we haven't yeah. seen any um, interracial couples at all. Yeah. We might get it between now and then. Are Bo's parents on Blackish? Are they? Yeah. Are they interracial? Her dad is white and her mom is black. Do we see them? Yes, we do. Have we seen them in an episode? Yes, we do. Okay, I don't. I I let me let me okay. I watch Blackish, so okay. I've seen it. Now the episodes, I don't know. Okay, but I'm her, about to say. I think her uh, Andre questions her blackness because she is white, and on the Carmichael show, his girlfriend. Mm. They they question her blackness because yeah. she is black and, and white, white, both of her parents. But that's as much as we get. We never see her parents or... Yeah. Anything. What do y'all think about interracial dating? Yeah. If you mean, guys ain't a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, or outside of your race. Let me not speak. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah. I was never, like, raised in an environment where that was, like, abnormal or, like, weird or not okay. Like, I don't know. Like Hashtag even, blessed, girl. I mean, like... I've yep. seen it, obviously, like, going to the mall or, like, being out in public and seeing, like, a black person and a white person, like, holding hands. Like, they're obviously together. Like, I, me, in my own family, was not raised to think that that was wrong. And nor out of, out of us, you know, being raised. I still don't think it's wrong. It's fine. Whatever. I will say, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, and I went to a very small private school, and there were people who were very... Um, I can't even say this nicely. Very aggressive towards the concept of interracial dating. Yeah, we had problems in my high school where a black guy would ask a white girl to homecoming, and the family would have a fit, like about it, and not let her go with him to homecoming. That happened in my high school too. And and like the thing is, our generation. I mean, I'm not speaking for our entire generation, but. In my experience, like, even growing up in Alabama, in the South, like, we don't care. We don't even realize the difference. Like, like you said, like, when we see an interracial couple out and about, I don't even think, oh, there's an interracial couple. I'm just like, oh, that, they're, they're a cute couple. And then I keep on with my life. Like, I don't understand the hardwired thought process of our parents' generation and the elders. Well, that's where it stems from. I mean, every single person that I grew up with that has an issue like that 
is because of the way that they were brought up by their parents and how, like, what standards their parents, like, wanted them to play up to. Which yeah. And I... Very problematic. Yeah. yeah. One of the things in my uh, family... So, my mom is from Mexico, and my dad is from Florida. My dad's, like, a real white guy, and my mom's, like, straight Mexican. Anyway. Um, <laughs> like, and <clears throat> my dad comes from a very, you know, conservative white family who... I love to death, but, you know, I, we should all say this about our families, I'm sure, but, you know, they have their sort of issues. Yeah. Everybody does, um, everybody though. Everybody does. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're, we're moving forward, you know, we're... we're Trudging forward. on. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, there was lots of times when I remember, like, my, like, mom and dad, um, like, visiting my grandparents on my dad's side and just, like... It was, like, so weird because my mom was, like, the only not white person in that space. And, like, she was obviously treated different. Like, my mom doesn't cook, which is funny. And, like, my grandma, like, had, like, expectations that she was going to come and, like, make us tacos and burritos oh. and shit like that. Oh, no. No. Like, no. Like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> my dad did all the cooking. But, yeah, it was, like, uh, yeah, so that was, that's, like, my own personal experience with that. And, like. Ever since then, like, my dad's, like, my dad dated, you know, Japanese person, he's dated all this stuff. So, like, growing up, I never, like, saw an issue with it. Like, I never mm -hmm. had that hardwired to It was just your dad about, dating some yeah. women, you yeah. know, because yeah. he yeah, was a my man. Mom, my, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, my mom, she dated, you know, she mm -hmm. dated black guys, she dated white guys, she dated other Mexican guys, so on and so forth. I think it comes like into, yeah. I don't know, I think it just comes into question for black women specifically or just... The black conversation is because black men, or not all black men, some end up justifying why they date outside of race on the basis of black women. Not doing, black women have, you know how many times I've said I don't date, they, the, the, the statement is I don't date black women because they have attitudes. They don't like to go into pools because they have weaves. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, just different things like they not down for me like I need them to. And it, it never has any merit. Does that happen in other cultures? Does that happen with y'all? Like, does anyone quit? Like, does a white man say, I don't date white men, women because, is that a thing? Uh, there are guys who say, like, the stereotypical, quote, basic white girl who has, what? like, what? Like, bleached blonde hair that's straightened every day. And, like, they'll say, they'll use the term, like, burned off hair. And, like, they'll say, like, I can't. Deal with this is that. I'm learning things. Yeah, they'll be like, I can't deal with that because who knows what she actually looks like if she doesn't have a straightener around. Yeah. Or like, you know, the the girls who have like fake lashes every day and stuff like that. Like, who knows what she actually wakes up and looks like? So I can't deal with that. Um. So yeah, I think in every culture, and like I, um, am like half Italian, half Lebanese. So like I grew up with those surrounding me too. And like, there's something in every culture. Like, Lebanese girls have thick thick hair and like you know guys can't deal with that you know that's the opposite of like the thin like straightened hair versus like thick natural hair like oh your hair's too natural it's too frizzy it's too thick I need you to straighten that I can't roll with that like see I have the exact opposite problem like I have not dated anyone since I've been in school here because like I don't like go to class like done up and like hair done makeup like outfit like I don't like, I don't, I don't have nothing to prove. Yeah. Like, I don't really care. But, like, yeah, guys that I'm friends with from high school, obviously, that go here, like, they don't think anything of it. Like, no one's going to think it's hot. But their friends, like, I'm not dateable. 
like quote unquote I like sellers is not scalable because I don't put enough effort into my appearance. Like, oh, that's funny. Screw that. That's yeah, hilarious. I mean, like, I don't I mean it's hilarious. Sellers is dateable. Sellers is single and ready to mingle. Um, <laughs> she repeats. <laughs> we <laughs> all repeat. <laughs> we gonna find Astro- sellers Astro- a man. No, hey. We'll put her phone number in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can just stop this and we gonna take a break. Pause. Want to engage in our polls? Visit us on Facebook at click at Black Box Studios. That's C-L-I-K at Black Box Studios on Facebook. Shout out to our cousins down the block. Yo! Hey! <laughs> our cousins down the block this week are none other than Will and Jada Smith. Literally, um, honestly, I I think goals, number one, and we picked them because they're just dope. Like, they have a whole, is it the Red Table series? Yeah, they express love. Jada Pinkett Smith expresses love. She explains love. Will does the same thing. They show it in so many different ways to each other and their family. I mean, they're just great. Best cousins I ever had. Yeah, so shout out to them for portraying a beautiful display of black love. Mm. Um, Will and Jada, if you're listening, um, uh, we'll take being adopted now. Definitely. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Click this week. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Click, C-L-I-K, at Black Box Studios. Yeah. 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 Yeah.